The more we know about God, about his word, about his relationships to the world and mankind, the better we will trust him, the more fully we will praise him, the more readily we will obey him. That's Wayne Grudem from Systematic Theology. Hi, everyone. I'm Brooke. I'm Addison. And welcome to Bible Babbles. This is the first episode of our podcast. Like, that's insane. This has been a conception for a little bit of time now, so... It's super exciting just to be able to sit down and actually do this. <laughs> um, so just a little bit about our podcast before we jump in. Um, me and Addison have been friends for two years now. Yeah. Almost three years, which is insane. Um, and we recently just wanted to dive more into theology and studying it a little bit more deeper um and so we had a mutual liking for that and so now we're like okay let's talk about it like let's keep each other accountable in that research and that process and then we were like well i know other people are doing this too other christians want to have this kind of outlet and avenue like let's just start back up bible babbles like (laughs) um brooke's bible babbles was the podcast i started my freshman year of college and i did it for a semester um and then i hadn't really explored it again and so now i have someone with me (laughs) um and it's not just me talking into the microphone i have someone to bounce things off of so this is really exciting for me at least uh i'm super excited about it um before we dive into it um i'm gonna pray over us just over this time and then we'll get discussing Lord, um, we just thank you for this opportunity to use this medium to talk about you, to explore you, um, and just have open conversations about who you are and what you've done for us, Lord. I pray that this time is not us talking, but you and the Holy Spirit speaking through us, Lord, um, that we would just be vessels of you and that whatever needs to be said is going to be said and that our research and our talks um, are all praising to you and bless this time and bless um, this podcast as we seek to know you more in Jesus name I pray amen so uh, I'm gonna stop blabbering um Addison (laughs) (laughs) um what is theology What what is it enlighten us yeah So I'm going to have kind of an overview of theology really quick. So first, the literal definition of theology. So this is from John MacArthur's book, Biblical Doctrine, which is a really great book. I would highly suggest it. Um, But he talks about how theology broken down in Greek, theos means God and logia means word. And so the noun theologia means a word about God. Um, So literally theology. Um, And so I think sometimes the word theology can be daunting. It can be scary for us, but really it's just a word about God. It's very simple. You're learning more about your creator, about the God that you believe in. And so that's the definition of theology. Now the scope of theology, um, what does theology encompass? Um, I really like this quote by J.I. Packer. it's in his, I found it in his sermon called Theology is for Everyone, which I think is interesting. So theology isn't just for the people who are going to seminary. It's not just for your pastor. It's for any Christian who wants to believe um, or learn more about their um, creator. And so he said, theology is getting God's point of view on everything. And so you'll hear me refer back to that later on in this podcast. But I just love that, that theology is getting God's point of view on everything. And so the last thing I uh, 
wanted to talk about is theology's centerpiece, source, and aim. Um, and so um, I got this from um, the Biblical Doctrine book, but um, basically it says Christian theology is the study of the divine relation in the Bi- revelation in the Bible. It has God as its perpetual centerpiece, God's word as its source, and godliness as its aim. And so studying theology can sometimes have a negative connotation because it can distract from the Bible or lead people down rabbit trails. But when the study of theology has God as its centerpiece, God's word as its source, and godliness as its aim, what is there not to like about that? Um, Study of theology isn't a random um, study of philosophical ideas, um, but rather it's supposed to lead us, draw us closer to the Lord. And so um, we shouldn't be the ones to get the glory. And that's easy to do when you're studying something because you feel smarter, right? But it should be about God the whole time. God as its centerpiece. God's word as its source. So it shouldn't be something that we just study and God's word is kind of on the side. Theology should be having Um, Studying theology should have God's word as its source and then godliness at its aim. We shouldn't just collect this knowledge just because we want to be smarter, but because we want to go out to the world and proclaim um, the good news of Jesus Christ. And so now we want to talk about why we want to study theology. Yeah, I think it's really important to understand that theology is so broad and really when you want to start your theology journey, you can go in so many different directions. Um, You can really see that there is so much to be said about God and his word, and it leads to a lot of us having different ideas of what the word says or um, what themes there are. Um, And so like with our podcast, we're going to be exploring a lot of these very popular ideas um, that take the Bible as a whole and sees the themes and like what the authors are talking about and makes them into an idea or something that we can apply to our life. And there is just so many things that we can extract from <laughs> a scripture. And it also just like shows how there are two sides or multiple sides to a lot of theology. Like, with Arminianism and Calvinism, that's like the first thing that I think of, of like Calvinism wants to explore like predestination and stuff like that. Arminianism is like God, I think it's God gives love to all and like everyone has a chance to be saved. Um, And so like you can see like there's scripture for both, like there is like arguments for both. And so that doesn't like determine our faith at all. What determines our faith is the gospel and like what we believe that God and Jesus have done through a done for us um and not necessarily that like all this little stuff is like the determinant of your salvation and I think that's really really beautiful about it because it's like it's something that we can explore and disagree about but all know that we're still like the body of Christ and can talk about it so um I think that's really interesting about theology um one of the things that we found was like the Trinity, like the word Trinity is not found in the Bible. Mm. It's the idea of the God father and the Holy spirit that is talked about in the Bible. And that's why we call it Trinity, Yeah, which I think is a lot of the cultural discourse about the Bible these days is like, Oh, well it doesn't say this word in the Bible. So it's fine. Or like the Bible, when they translated it, they added this word and that is what like they use to suppress people or to use it for a bad cause which 
Christians are not perfect. We've made some mistakes in the past. Um, but like, it's just so interesting to see how big of theology plays into literally everything with our faith and also just like for the world to see and like how the world digests Christians and like our beliefs as a whole. Um, so we, as we've started like this process, we have a few reasons why not only us, but everyone should study theology, not just like Addison said, like the higher ups or people who have a degree should study it. Um, but there's a lot of things that go into the study of theology that can affect you and affect the way that you live your life. So I know that there's a couple of things that we had discussed. Um, yeah. So we came up with kind of four reasons why it's important to study theology. And so the first one is that theology increases your discernment. So I Googled it really quick just to make sure I, you know, we knew we were all on the same page about what discernment means. But from Google, it means the ability to judge well. Um, but I think in scripture, there is a lot about discernment in terms of the renewal of your mind. Um, so um, I love Second Timothy 1.7. It says, um, God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. And so God gave us a spirit of self-control. And I believe that studying theology is one form of this kind of self-control. Um, if you think about it, like you have behavioral self-control. So if God told us not to lie, we don't lie, that kind of thing. But um, if you think about it, behavioral self-control is really reflective of your cognitive self-control. So it all stems or starts with what you are thinking and what you're believing in your heart, and therefore your actions flow from that. And so Romans 12, 2 says that um, to be transformed by the renewal of your mind. So you're transformed but by the renewal of your mind. So it starts first with what you're thinking, what you're believing. Yeah. Um, and so that is one of the goals of theology, to sharpen your discernment, to change how you think about things because we are broken, sinful human beings. And so the, our way of thinking about the world is distorted. Um, but what the Lord wants to do is not just save you from, um, you know, and send his own son to die for you and for me, but he also wants to transform us and to make us look more like Christ. He didn't just save us from our sin to leave us as we are, right? Like he sent his son to die for us so that he could save us from our sins and save us from our eternal punishment, but also make us look more and more like Christ while we're here on earth, which is a huge blessing. Um, and so um, when it comes to discernment, the first thing is, what is discernment? Well, it's the renewal of your mind. Um, but I think theology increases your discernment in three different areas. Um, so the first way um, theology increases your discernment is through um, how you view church and community. And so uh, I just want to ask you, like, if you've looked at your church doctrinal statements, would you be familiar with all of the points covered? Um, would you be able to distinguish um, the church statements that your church has from other churches in your area? Um, and this is important because when you come into college or you're graduating college or um, you're just in the world looking for a new church, you need to be able to know what you believe so that you can look for churches that believe the same thing. Um, and same with community, that you can find community that believes the same things that you believe. And so theology increases your discernment in church and community. 
And then theology also increases your discernment and identifying false doctrine. Uh, so Second Peter 3.17, it says, You therefore, beloved, knowing this beforehand, be on your guard so that you are not carried away by the error of undis- unprincipled men and fall away from your own steadfastness. And so studying theology, understanding, like we said earlier, God's viewpoint on everything helps you to be able to discern between true doctrine and false doctrine. And you see throughout all of the New Testament that um, all the writers of the New Testament were constantly battling false doctrine that was seeping through the churches. And so um, deceptive, Satan likes to be very deceptive in how he infiltrates the church. And sometimes it's not very cut and dry and it's hard to identify false doctrine. But if you know what you believe, it's a lot easier to identify what is the gospel and what is not. And then the last way that uh, theology increases your discernment is in daily life and relationships. And so um, in MacArthur's Biblical Doctrine book, he quoted Alva McLean, which says, Theology is studied so that we might know him, learn to think our thoughts after him, and live our lives in his world on his own terms, and by through action project his truth in our own time and culture. And so we find that Theology isn't just meant to, like we talked about earlier, just know in our head, but to actually influence the way we act in our own world. Um, And so if you think about Romans, the first 11 chapters of Romans is doctrine. And then chapters 12 through 16 is about life application. Ephesians chapters 1 through 3 is doctrine. Chapters 4 through 6 is life application. And so theology is always the foundation for Christian practice, the why behind our day-to-day decisions to allow our Christian moral principles to govern our behavior. Yeah, and like what you said about um, like evangelism, which is another like huge thing. Um, not evangelism. What? Why did I say that? Sanctification. Um, two completely different things. Um, like the way that we make decisions in our life is reflective of our sanctification like process and like what we're doing and like it's so important to know god and to know his characteristics because his characteristics tell us about who we are and so as we pursue him and want to be more like him how can we do that without knowing him and like without studying him right Mm. um and so when we're pursuing sanctification which is basically just the process of um, wanting to live our lives according to his word and um, pursuing God and everything that we do and reflecting him and his character to the best of our abilities, um, it it definitely affects, theology definitely affects the way that we go about it. Um, and I really love this verse um, from Galatians. Um, It's Galatians 4, 8 through 9. It says, Formerly, when you did not know God, you were enslaved to those by nature that are not gods, but that you now have come to know God or rather be known by God. And so how could you turn back again to the weak and worthless elementary principles of the world whose slaves you want to be once more? Which this is Apostle Paul talking to the Galatians in the Galatian church basically being like, Hey, like when you didn't know God or who he was, like it was so easy to be enslaved and to turn your back. But Mm -hmm. now that you know him and you know yourself through his eyes, like you were saying earlier, like we're trying to see through God's eyes. Um, 
it's it's harder for you to turn your back onto those truths when you hold them so close to you yeah um when you're pursuing that sanctification and like wanting to know him more and so theology is really important in that process um and also just like in your worship and like how you go about your day worship i mean in the typical sense is like singing songs um raising your arms up in praise to him and how like so much deeper and sweeter is your singing and praise when you know exactly like who you're praising and like what he has specifically done Mm -hmm. um and more than just like yeah i know god loves me so i'm gonna praise him for loving me like it's a lot deeper than that exploring his character and knowing that more and also just like when um we have our prayer life like prayer is a avenue of worship and so knowing who you're praying to and um just like diving deeper into his character like it makes at least for me my prayer life a lot sweeter because Mm. I know who I'm talking to and I can talk about very specific things about him um and I can just remind myself like who he is and like what he's done for me in prayer um and that's a part of worship i mean even like our thought process like that is worship too like if you have like a if you let like negative thoughts and untrue thoughts hold you captive like that is not worship that's not um glorifying to god which i've been entrapped in that a lot of just spiraling down with negative thoughts and like things that are just not true mm-hmm. but i'm letting that take hold of my my mind and my headspace but when you study god more and you realize like how much more he actually is than just like a loving god who sent his son to die for us like he's so much more than that he you know picked us he chose us like this god like loves me deeper than i will ever know that makes my thoughts turn into i am valuable i am like there's a purpose for me here like God created me and has me here at this moment for a reason. Like, let's not throw that away. And it turns my thought process into something way more positive, um, way more worshipful. It's not even a word. Worshipful um, and like glorifying to God, which goes hand in hand with our sanctification of pursuing that every single day with every thought, every action. Um, And it's just like a sweet process to go through, like not just head knowledge, like actually diving deep into our spiritual life and seeing how it bleeds into that and even like Mm. not even like for us but like when we talk to other christians or non-believers yeah yeah and uh evangelism i mean that's a big part of theology um theology should cause us to boldly act um so I love this quote by Jonathan Parnell um, in Doctrine Matters by John Piper. I really liked this. He said, when you read these truths and immerse yourself in this biblical vision of our great God, you will want to act. You will want to build something. You will want to start things. You will want to be compelled to dream big and risk bigger for the glory of Jesus Christ. 
And so this idea of like what Brooke was just saying, it's not just head knowledge, but it should affect every area of your life where like you want to go do something from the for the Lord, like something great. Um, because when you find a treasure in a field like Matthew 13, 44 talks about, then you want to sell everything that you have um, for that treasure. And so um, God is a good God, a great God, and everything that we learn about him should cause us to want to do more with our lives for him. Um, and so in terms of, uh, boldly acting like theology should cause us to go do things for God because, um, it's a call to action. Really. Theology is a call to action ultimately. Definitely. And, uh, also theology should also help us, um, want to boldly disciple. Um, so I think this is interesting. If you look at, uh, the great commission, Matthew 28, 19, 19 through 20, uh, Wayne Grudem talked about this in systematic theology. He said, um, about this, well, I'll read the verse and then I'll say what he said. Um, but it says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the Holy spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you and behold, I am with you always to the very end of the age. And so Wayne Grudem was talking about how, the Great Commission even talks about teaching people and discipling people. And so this idea of like the more you know about God, the more you should want to tell others about the theology that you're learning and disciple others. And so the more you know about God, the more it should propel you to go out into the world. And then also um, theology should also, in terms of evangelism, help us to boldly defend our faith. Um, And so J.I. Packer He said, theology equips us for witness. We are sent into the world as the Lord's witness to tell the world about him and to seek to allure the world into a personal relationship with Christ. And then he quoted 1 Peter 3.15, but in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you, yet do it with gentleness and respect. And so I thought about this funny analogy I don't think I told you about this yet. Oh, no. but <laughs> okay, I'm I'm ready. Tell okay. me, Addison. So, um, imagine I'm a big Waterburger fan, oh. and you're a big Chick Fil A fan, and so I'm oh, trying to this. convince you that you should come eat at Waterburger. This is so but, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> but you are stuck on Chick Fil A, and so I come up to you, say I look like really sick, and I just look like I haven't eaten for like a month, and I'm like Brooke. You should go eat at Waterburger. I know you love Chick-fil-A, <laughs> but you should really eat at Ch- Waterburger because I just ate there and it's amazing. And then you look at me and you're like, uh-uh. yeah, <laughs> I what? don't believe you. Yeah, you don't believe me, right? <laughs> yeah. And then, okay, so what if you asked me, why should I eat at Waterburger? And then I said, uh, had no reason, right? Mm-hmm. That would be kind of stupid, right? Because <laughs> it's good? right if that's all I said that's not very convincing yeah and so kind of my point is I mean if I came to you and I looked full if I looked fat (laughs) looked full and I'm like okay Chick-fil-a or sorry Whataburger is amazing I just had a great meal there they have better fries than Chick-fil-a they have better milkshakes blah blah blah. that would be more convincing right yeah yeah so like I mean I guess my point is like if you know (laughs) sorry that's that's so good like, <laughs> i'm such a visual person <laughs> i'm so glad you didn't tell me about that before this surprise <laughs> this is so funny okay i'm sorry i'll let you talk 
but find my giggling. <laughs> in terms of like just boldly defending your faith, like you want to know what you believe. So that's convincing. You want people to taste and see that the Lord is good. And if you haven't tasted and seen that the Lord is good, <laughs> then it's not very convincing. Um, mm-hmm. So in terms of evangelism, like theology has a big part in evangelizing to the world. Yeah, definitely. I think you pretty much summed up everything I was thinking. I mean, because, like, it's theology is not, like, selfish. Like, this is something yeah. that, like, this knowledge is not to just be, like, contained within yourself, but also to share. I just got really far from the mic. I'm sorry. Um, Like, this is not something that we just keep to ourselves, but share. Like, that's also what the Great Commission says. Like, go, mm. therefore. Like, go. Like, action. Like, yeah, take action. Um, And so theology definitely, like plays a part in strengthening your evangelism process and discipleship like being able to talk about other christians openly about the things that they believe like we've had really good conversations about that and that just like has deepened our friendship like not even like yeah if we just think about like the conversations that we've had it's just been like sweet and like Mm. just getting to talk and know each other more intimately and deeper like even if we don't agree with each other just like knowing that like sharing that with someone is so deep And so it could like strengthen your relationships like with other Christians or even non-Christians, like being able to talk about that in different worldviews and like when you have an opinion on something or when you have um, a thought on something like it makes, I feel like it makes friendships a lot deeper and a lot more sweet to be able to talk about all that stuff. So yeah. Amen, sister. (laughs) Um, Just real quickly, we're also... um, gonna talk about like how we should approach it because we have mentioned before like we don't want to keep this to ourselves we don't want this to be head knowledge and prideful of i know more like i've studied this blah 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 in my free time you go do this but i'm nose deep in the internet looking at all this stuff like uh or nose deep in my bible um don't want it to be a pride thing so Mm. how would you say we should approach to like starting the process of studying theology and as we're doing it like what would you say is like the top things that we should keep in mind when we're going through this process yeah um so most of these points I got from Wayne Grudem but um I think the first one that Wayne Grudem Grudem didn't cover which I think is important what you just talked about is approaching theology openly um, so I think something that we've talked about is um, sometimes you can be intimidated by theology or repulsed by it. And so intimidated, you may be intimidated by theology because you think it's for pastors or for people who went to seminary. And that's not true, but maybe that's what you've thought about in terms of theology in the past. I did. Yeah, I did <laughs> for sure. Um, or you may be intimidated because you tried to study theology and it was so frustrating and confusing and that's more me. Like I've tried to study theology at times and like have just had to take a step back because it's so frustrating because there's so many different points of views on things. Um, so you can be intimidated, um, or you can be repulsed. And so what I mean by repulsed is maybe you had someone in your life who did study theology and was arrogant with the knowledge that Mm. they had. Um, Mm. and I know I've been arrogant. I mean, we can all fall into that trap of when you know more things about God, it's easy to become puffed up. Um, knowledge puffs up is what scripture talks about. And so staying away from theology because you've had poor experiences with people who don't handle their knowledge of theology maturely 
Yeah. Yeah, and, like, even in conversation, like, for me at least, it's so much better to have a conversation about someone who, like, doesn't act like they know everything and, like, doesn't act like they have all the answers, but is like, you know what? I actually don't know. Or, like, I haven't explored that really. Or, like, that's a really cool, like, viewpoint. I'll look into that. And that comes from being humble (laughs) yeah and knowing that you don't have all the answers and you can't fix world hunger in one conversation so um that's definitely important when we want to study it study theology specifically because it it is pretty much all knowledge and so it's like what you do with that knowledge and how you communicate it also just shows your heart posture Mm. yeah and i think James 3, 13 through 18, this is a long passage, but I think it's so important in terms of just approaching theology humbly. Um, It says, Who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. So stopping there. If you have wisdom, if if God has blessed you with knowing more about who he is through the study of theology, it says, let him show his work through the meekness of wisdom. Mm -hmm. So this idea of strength under control. um, Not puffing up like showing others that you have all this knowledge but rather having that like knowing who God is and allowing that to seep into how you treat others and interact in the world but in a way that's meek yeah and then I like that word meek it's yeah. <laughs> a good good word um, and then it says but if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts do not boast and be false to the truth this is not the wisdom that comes from down from above but is earthly unspiritual demonic for where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder in every vile practice. So there's a huge warning here saying that if you have selfish ambition and even studying God's word, that there is going to be disorder in every vile practice, that anytime selfish ambition exists, there is not going to be peace. And then it says, but the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Hmm. And so that's such a cool promise that if you have wisdom from above and it displays itself as pure, peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy, that you will sow a harvest. And that will be pretty cool to see God use you with the knowledge that you have to bless others and to draw others closer to him rather than just displaying what you know and then having uh, disorder in every vow practice, like James is saying here. Yeah, I always like it when scripture talks about like farming. One, I find <laughs> it really funny, um, but also too like the the concept of like cultivating and like you can't grow things overnight, and like mm. it takes time. Like it's mm. not just like something's just gonna sprout up from the ground and bloom out of nothing like you have to tend to the soil water it like make sure it's fertilized I don't know I don't know anything about farming practices but from the little knowledge I have like it takes a lot of work yeah and so I mean studying theology will probably challenge you and it's gonna challenge us I know over these next few months um and just like really challenge us to think deeper about our faith but also just like about how like you said we approach everything and how we see like our day lives and everything and that goes into like worship like wanting to do the study of theology worshipfully Mm. if that's a word again um just like full of worship and like wanting to give god all the glory because he's giving us 
the brain to even try to comprehend like that and getting to study him and he's giving us the scriptures and like all of these resources and all of these like super wise people that have been able to communicate that and how we can learn from it Mm -hmm. and so definitely going into the your study of theology wanting to just be like worshiping the lord through the entirety of it and just giving it all to him of like wow like the reason why I'm doing this is because you've given it to me and like Mm. you've given me this desire in my heart to do this. Like I want to give that back to you basically. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I'd say too, like as we approach studying theology, the biggest point I think is to approach theology prayerfully. mm. Um, First Corinthians two 12, it says for we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God that we might understand the things freely given us by God. And so how do we understand the things freely given us by God? From the Spirit. And so we could easily dive into theology unprayerfully, if that's a word, and uh, try to figure out who God is on our own. But if the Spirit isn't the power that is transforming our hearts and minds, then it's just going to be knowledge that's useless. Um, And I love, I think when I was in high school, I read... um, a book from John Piper and he made this analogy and I thought it was so good it stuck with me for years Um, but he said basically think about like a socket and a plug and so imagine that you are the plug and the Bible is the socket but the electricity that flows through that is the Holy Spirit and so if you plug in the plug into the socket with no electricity it's not going to turn the light won't turn on but if there's electricity running through that's what turns the light on I love all these analogies. This is great. (laughs) I love this. (laughs) I'm a very visual person, so I need (laughs) visuals. (laughs) But I mean, that's why we have to approach it so prayerfully and cautiously approach it prayerfully. Like, be mindful of that because otherwise it's pointless to study theology without the Holy Spirit involved. Yeah, I I think that's everything in my brain (laughs) about this topic. Is there anything else like that you can think of that you want to add to this because like at least for me just the like you said earlier like it is kind of intimidating to want to go after all these big topics and like to try to challenge yourself but like I'm excited like yeah I I mean we've talked about this before we both really like to learn and so that's just a part of our personality of our character and so I think that helps um of just like wanting to know more and like not Mm. just being content and where we're at like wanting to continue to pursue that sanctification and to just know god more and i'm excited i mean i hope you're excited obviously Um, i hope you're excited (laughs) if we're doing this um but yeah that's that's kind of like my closing thought about like studying theology at all like why we should yeah I think, too, like just thinking about being a disciple of Jesus, a disciple means a learner. Yeah. And so, mm, I mean, yeah. both Brooke and I wanted to start this because we don't know a lot about theology and like Mm-mm. we want to know <laughs> and we love researching, like you're saying. And so like we are learning alongside with you guys. But yeah, theology is for everyone. As long as you're a disciple of Christ, like you are a learner. And so theology is simply just getting God's point of view on everything and getting to know the world through God's eyes. Yeah, I like that. Well, um, we're going to close out this podcast like we started it in prayer. Um, Also kind of emphasizing that we want 
uh, prayer to be at the forefront of our study of theology and how um, we can just continue this process in humbleness and all the stuff that we talked about today. So Addison, could you close us in a quick prayer? Absolutely. Uh, Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, uh, we thank you, Lord, that we um, serve a God who is so great, Lord, that we get to study a God who loves us, who's personable, but also grand and great, Lord. And um, we acknowledge, Lord, that we will never be able to understand everything about how Uh, you work and how the world works, but we are here, Lord, and we want to learn. And so I just pray that um, we would be disciples of you through this podcast, Lord, that we would be learners of your word, Lord, that we would be able to um, understand topics that your word covers um, in a systematic way, Lord. Um, And we just thank you, Lord, that uh, your world is um, systematic, Lord, that it's not chaos and confusing, um, but Lord, that you have a structure to things and that you are a God of order. Um, And so we just thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to study your word. Um, And I just pray, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would work on our hearts, Lord, and change our lives, Lord, so that we would look more like Christ and proclaim um, your word more boldly to the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. That was the first episode of our podcast. Yay! (laughs) High five. Um, (laughs) This is so crazy. I'm so excited. Um, We hope that you guys are excited with us to continue our journey looking at um, system... Systematic. I was doing so good. I (laughs) I was on a roll, Addison. And of course, I screw it up. Thanks for listening. <laughs> uh, we hope that you guys stick around through the rest of the semester. Um, we're going to be doing this through the end of April. So if you guys want to come listen to us uh, about every two weeks about different topics in theology, um, we would be super excited for you guys to listen. Um, we also have an Instagram. It's the Bible Babbles podcast. So if you guys want to follow us on there, we would greatly appreciate it. Um, but yeah. That's it. Thanks guys so much for listening and we will catch you in the next episode. Bye.